This is CliffCentral.com. Future CEOs on CliffCentral.com. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Subi Moya Arnold, and you listen to Future CEOs. You know what? I stepped into Cliff Central, and I was my usual bubbly, energetic, crazy girl, Future CEO. But then this track really just honed me down so I can really give you the tools and motivate you wherever you are and you're in trouble in your journey. This show advocates and it amplifies and it catalyzes entrepreneurship in South Africa and in Africa. I know it's the end of the year. We're finished. We're tired. But I'm a firm believer in finishing the year strong. So I've got a great lineup for you today. And don't forget, you can find me at at Subimboya, and that's Twitter, and it's future underscore CEOs on Twitter. And we've got a website, future-ceos.com. Check it out. We're always on top of the game. We're always ahead of the game. And we really bring in innovative entrepreneurs, whatever space they're in. And I really like people who want to connect other people. I really love people who want to connect Africans and I really like people who want to uplift other people. So without any further ado, he has a great story to share with you. Um, he's, he, he literally fell into the future CEO's lap because being an entrepreneur, it's word of mouth that really makes us successful. And he's been everywhere and I kind of have stalked him. But enough of me introducing him I think I should let him introduce himself. And he is the co-founder of the Bloom app. And we'll talk more about that. Rumwa, welcome to Future CEOs. Thanks for having me. <laughs> How was that intro? Yeah, very good. <laughs> was it okay? Very energetic. Very energetic. Yeah, yeah. You know what? As I said, we love innovators here. We love people who have worked hard on their entrepreneurial journey. And mm. it's never an easy one. And you started... Or define yourself as an entrepreneur from nine years old. Yeah. Talk to us. (laughs) Tough times, dude. (laughs) Who are you? Why did the entrepreneurial bug you uh, bite you at nine years of age? That's awesome. Yeah, I think it was hustling circumstance (laughs) at the time. Yeah. Um, it really. At that time, my mother got into a car accident and um, I was still in school and because of financial circumstances, that triggered me to just make a plan. Um, I felt that at the time I had to make a plan for myself, my family, um, which was two brothers as well as my grand. So um, an opportunity came about. I thought, well, I was great with children at the age and I thought of starting a childcare center that could uh, bring in some cash. And how did that go? It went really well. Uh, yeah. On a weekly basis, I would make like a thousand rand. Unbelievable. To pay for school, school fees, fees and um, send some money home for my grandmother to look after my older brothers. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting, but I learned a lot. I think that's what fast tracked my growth. Yeah. Um, at that age, realizing that your circumstance doesn't really define you as a person, you have to make a plan and yeah. I've lived my life and trying to make a plan, you know? So let's fast track your life a bit. Okay. So high school, varsity, and then Investec. Yeah, Am I correct? 100%. And then Coffee and Nine, Richard Branson, all the good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about those names that I've just dropped and Investec and how, what shaped you with, yeah. through that. And then, Leaving the corporate. Yeah, yeah. So it was interesting. I, when I was still in 
well, just b- before I started varsity, um, I couldn't afford um, the varsity fees at the time. I looked around for bursaries, couldn't get bursaries. And then again, the entrepreneur bug, bug came back and said, dude, make a plan, figure it out and don't blame anyone else. So at the time, I thought, well, what is out there? What is available for students? And Investec offered a great opportunity to me. Um, of working um, within the private bank at night and studying full time during the day. You so. know, I, I I I've been through a process where you're working and you're studying, and it's it's hardcore, hey. Yeah, it was. It's, <laughs> it's not easy, huh? It's not. But you have to do what you have to do. Yeah, it requires high levels of concentration, high yeah. levels of determination. You have yeah. to be really ambitious and be driven by your goals. And yeah. for me, it was Amen. it was that I had to focus. I had to make sure that I. Got my um, education. I was paying for it myself because I was working at the same time. So you're amazing. Yeah, it gives it a little bit more of a reason to get it. Um, and yeah, it was it was great. And at Investec, it was interesting because the first six months of finding your feet when I was 18 and go entering corporate um, whilst trying to get a degree. And being thrown into leadership at that age um, was also a big challenge and a big uh, eye opener. So it was yeah, it was good. What did you learn about yourself at that age? Doing, doing those things and supporting family, you know? I mean, what did you learn about yourself? Um, I think over time I've just, I've known who I am and I've, I've known what I'm, I'm trying to do. Um, at that time, I think that's when it really, um, cemented me when I was asked to lead a team and to lead a team in corporate. Um, and to realize that there were so many people depending on me. Um, that happened before I even joined corporate. So, uh, that's when I actually got a little bit of more of a, a stronger type of demeanor to realize that, you know, um, the privilege that's been bestowed on me, I just have to push on and just realize that I have to take it with both hands. It's an opportunity and don't ever waste an opportunity. And for me, I had to take it with both hands. And you know what? Opportunities, they just come that once, hey, and you have to grab it. Am I correct? 100%. And yeah. Tell me about leadership qualities and those qualities that still apply being a co-founder of Bloom App. What are the, tell us, name three characteristics. Well, I think for me, what's very important is just making sure that I create success around me. And I believe that that will attract success to me. Um, and just making sure that I'm authentic and just really connect to people, help people and connecting the unconnected. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) And then, um, you were like, okay, I've got this idea and we, I want, we want to talk about, you know, as entrepreneurs, yes, we always have these grand ideas. Yeah, yeah. It's the follow through. It's the execution. Am that's I right? A, that's you, a tough part. <laughs> it always is. Yeah. You left investing with your colleagues and your boss. So I can, I believe it when you say that people follow you because clearly you, you, you left with the best of the best in investing. Yeah, I did. Who believed in this idea and this dream. Mm. Tell us about that Bloom app. Yeah. So I, I came back from a summit called One Young World in Bangkok where yes. it was, I went there for the third time. That's where I, I received, um, uh, a little bit of uh, guidance and mentorship from Richard Branson, Kofi Annan. How was that experience, dude? It was great. I think it was, it, it really gave me a lot, like gave me inspiration to come back to our country and really be a role player in changing society. Um, and for me, hearing those big voices say that South Africa is great, South Africa can be great, give it your all and it will be great, um, really inspired me to come back and work even harder for society and our country. And so at the time, 
I came back and I used to drive to work every single morning and see more and more service professionals and uh, just guys standing on sides of roads and hardware stores trying to sell their skills, trying to make a living. And I thought, geez, this is tough because sometimes you'd see them on a rainy day standing in the rain and the sun and in winter. And I thought, what is there that I can do to help these guys? Small SMEs sell their skills um, and really start to provide for their own families. And that's when I thought of uh, technology and I thought, well, if if Uber can do it with drivers, surely I can do it with service professionals. Mm. And I then made a technology. I spoke to a couple of friends, which was uh, my friend that invested <laughs> and my boss and said, guys, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of really creating a business that's meaningful with the vision of really connecting people that are unconnected, getting the informal workers connected to the formal economy. And how do we do that? And the guys got excited and said, dude, let's do this. Um, how do we join you? How do we make sure That's that incredible. this becomes a reality? That's inc- I, I know uh, the, 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 um, the people that you left with Investec, are they now your business partners? They are. They okay. Are. So they're the other founders, correct? 100%. Okay. Okay. And then you, you know what we always believe as you CEO is that, um, you have to find a solution. You, you know what I mean? Scratch that itch of a problem, you know, and you saw that problem and you created a, su- a solution. But at the same time, you did a lot of research mm. about the problem <laughs> itself. You, you endeavored yourself in finding out how long did it take? Tell us a, your, that journey. Yeah. So the first, I think the first month we went into it and just sitting in a room and we said, guys, let's conceptualize this, put together a business plan so that we can go test it on people and ask if they would part with their money to back us. And that's when we'll test if it's safe enough to leave. And so we went out and we tested with a couple of people, uh, very close family and friends. Yeah. And luckily enough, I've got a, a family friend who's really believed in me since I've, well, since I was a young person. He took his life savings and he said, there you go, you take it and you go start this business. And that's when we got our first round of funding. It was a lot of money, um, but that's his life savings. So that even put a lot more pressure Pressure. and responsibility in making sure it works. Um, And the funny part was that when he parted with his money, there wasn't an expectation of return or any question that shareholders would ask. And eventually I asked him, what is, what were you actually investing in? And he said, I'm investing in you, not the business. And you'll make it work no matter what. So that's. Is that the jockey, not the horse? Yeah, that, that, that was. That is incredible. Yeah, it, was, it was, yeah, I'm, I'm lucky. Sure. I'm just really lucky to be where I am today, you know? Before Bloom App, were there any other businesses that didn't come through, didn't make it, didn't follow through. Yeah, so Tell us a bit of a, the, the bad business decisions <laughs> or bad business mistakes. And it's also when I was young. So okay. I started my business obviously when I, was on, I was nine and I sold that when I was 13 and it was sold because a lady said to me, listen, we'll give you some cash so that you can focus on school and you can pay for the rest of your tuition. And then when I was 16, I um, started an IT solutions business with a friend um, and the, the the business concept at the time was to assist students or pupils in rural areas um, find it easy to actually apply for university entrance um, without actually spending on transporting. That's a great idea, but, the, or paying but the, our parastatals weren't there for you. Yeah, so at the time it wasn't, it was difficult. Um, mm. Tried all avenues yeah. and I was still in high school at the time and yeah. I had to also focus on my studies. So the yeah. harder it was, I just thought, well, this is not really going to work out. Mm. Um, and then we left it at that. And then, yeah, so we then got to, and then we got to the point where, um, well, even with Bloom, it's, it's, it's a success story now that it's launched, but we had many challenges 
to getting it out there. When we started initially, when was um, this? What year was this? This was two years ago. So sure, okay, yeah, so it's okay. Takes two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got to a point where we founded the business, we got the investment, and then we said, let's start development and let's start building a business. And technology is an interesting space because you're not selling the tech; you're selling the meaning behind the technology, mm. and you want people to buy into that. Mm. So you really have to create something meaningful. And then the second part is that when you start reliability, exactly, we yeah. started building the technology. Technology. Yeah. And then six months later, we tested with service professionals and it was the wrong technology. We had to go back to the drawing board yeah. after time Damn. wasted Damn. research and Damn. money. So yeah, that hurt. It did. It did. <laughs> but great lessons out of it because yeah. when we started, we actually realized that when you build a business, you have to co-create with the people that you're building it for. What do you mean? Um, you have to have them in partnership. So we went out to oh, the service professionals I and we said, you. what will work for you? Mm. Um, what would you require? What would be easy for you to use? Mm. And that feedback actually built what Bloom is Market today. research. Exactly. Yeah. But it's it's all about actually engaging people and, and making sure that even that painter that you think is not really the greatest intellectual is going to contribute to your technology and is trying to use it. So if he can use it, everyone else can use it. So Smart. those are the people that we went for and ensured that they could use it and people really enjoyed it, you know. Let's talk about funding. So... Somebody invested in you, a family member. Mm-hmm. When it comes to seed capital and VCs, h- how does it feel to be an entrepreneur and approaching, and what do they expect from you? Yeah, I think South Africa's. I think the last two years have been difficult economically mm. in South Africa. So investors are even more um, cautious when it comes to lending out money or investing in businesses. They want an ROI, dude. Hundred percent. Yeah. And so when we went out to VCs, it was all about. Growth, growth, growth And not startup um, Investors started to shift away From funding startups To actually funding businesses And growth Because phases. apparently Three years You know It, it, it really the, the stats say That startups last three years And then they, they fail You know what I mean So it's actually just Getting past that three year mark You that's know what it. I mean And that's where We try to educate people And how to be consistent And upscale your business Post three years And future CEOs That's it Yeah And really it's That's why When you actually leave Your corporate job Or financially looking at What do you need To build the business You need to double That runway immediately um, We thought we only needed Runway for about 12 mm. months 18 months To get us to where We needed to And we actually realized That we needed about Three years of runway And we've had to make some sacrifices ourselves We got to a point where we ran out of cash And we thought, well, how do we continue? And we have to continue and You regardless. have to continue There was no turning there back There can't be, you can't <laughs> turn back Yeah, yeah, yeah And at the beginning of this year yeah. One of my partners, uh, he's got a family, he's got kids And it was at a point where we said Guys, like, what do we do here? We need some income to keep alive And keep on building the business what And my one partner went and assisted a company. Um, he's currently their CEO, uh, COO at the moment, operationally. He's great operationally. And then my other partner and I then had to decide that we need to build this, but yet how do we do it? And in March this year, we started a, a property business, um, a valuation business, and we got it out there. And to our surprise, that created a lot of income, which then funded Bloom. And Amen. So you, so you have to have... 
other fingers in the pie, you know what I mean? Exactly. Just for that cash flow, am I right? Exactly. I think entrepreneurship is all about scanning your it, environment it, continually. It, absolutely. And creating opportunities. Absolutely. So you find so many entrepreneurs doing so many different things, not exactly. just, I mean, I'm just not a future CEO. I do this, I do that, I do that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have just to. to. Keep the taps on. So, yeah. Yeah. I love so that. that's. It was funny because just before launching, three weeks before launching yeah. uh, Bloom, I had to go to Nigeria to go do um, a valuation for three of the listed companies. They have shopping malls up there. And first time to Nigeria, I was nervous and <laughs> thought, geez, how is this going to pan out? Um, went there, had to travel the whole of Nigeria, Lagos and all of that. And it was very inter- a very interesting um, experience. I've never actually traveled Africa. And came back to South Africa and I was sick for about a week and a half And my colleague was like Dude we're launching In like a week You gotta get your Together Yeah, yeah. You can swear on that show, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I swear quite a lot That's okay. why I was trying To contain <laughs> myself This whole time Like keep it in yeah. Keep it in It's okay Do it Do it Future CEOs We're real uh, We're the real thing We're the real deal Yes Yeah, yeah. So my friend was Getting like, your shit together Keeping yeah, your get, shit together yeah, yeah. Get it together Let's go We need to keep moving And that's yeah. been the spirit Since we worked together It hasn't been one of Self-pity Feeling sorry for yourself And all of that It's just more about Grit and determination And making sure that We achieve what we've set out To achieve And we will And it's been really great you know you know what we I love collaborations and you know what we always think as entrepreneurs it's mine it's mine I don't want to share I don't want to give it to my baby especially as founders Mm. you know Mm. so your sense of partnerships with your co-founders how has that journey been how has that relationship and what makes it work Yes, it was tough. It was very, very tough at the beginning. Because me and Gareth Armstrong, sorry, that's my business boss, we fight all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 it's it's normal. And I think when you have your best friend as yeah. your partner, yeah, and yeah. then you've got your ex-boss as your partner, <laughs> yeah. and you need to bring it together now and say, guys, we need to... The difference is you have to connect so emotionally because... Those are the only other people that understand what you're going through. Um, And you have to support each other day by day. And so you kind of, you have to open up. And three men in the room, egos, you know, trying to be well composed, holding it all together. Mm. We had to let go. And then we started to actually get into the groove. And now, geez, I promise you, I would... uh, I, I know that even when I'm not in the office, things are getting done because That's we back each other like that, you know? You know what? And when problems arise, you have to squish, squash it in the bud, especially amongst that dynamic of guys, you 100%, know? 100%, yeah. Let's talk about ideas versus funding. So I'm an entrepreneur and I, I've got this great idea. The funders, they want to see the final product. They want to see mm. a, a, a concept of tangibility. Mm. Tell mm. us about how you did that with your, your with your funders. So initially when, after we did our first pitch and, uh, we had the, 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 the funding immediately, we had to go build a bit of a prototype so that there's a bit of tangibility and people could see what we're trying to achieve. So when we actually went to VCs, um, to go pitch, we had a full pitch deck, uh, all the financials and projections for the next five years. Well prepared. Well prepared. And we had our prototypes so that people could see what actually you're trying to do. And then we had a whole lot of research that we had to do from a consumer perspective. Um, why South Africa? A lot of questions are coming in that direction. And so we had to be extremely well prepared. Um, and tech is, I think South Africa is starting to adopt tech in the right direction now. Which it is seems what? like we're becoming ready. And so yeah. part of it was educating the investor as well because mm-hmm. some people weren't too sure. You've got someone that's 55 or maybe 60, has cashed out by selling his old business, which is brick and mortar, and now you're talking technology. And so you had to educate, but yet you had to ensure, ensure that the 
investor feels inspired, as inspired as you are, so that they can join the journey and come along? When you're searching for funding or when you're searching for, uh, what do I say, just support structures, private sector or public sector? Sheesh, I think that's a, it's an interesting one because it's the private sector, I think it, it's, it's, it's easier to engage with the private sector. What do you so mean? So if you're trying to have a meeting with uh, oh, okay. CEO oh, yeah, uh, or, okay. you know. Oh, the gov- the, the parastatal. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, it, I hear you. It yeah. can take you your whole yes. life just getting a meeting, you know. <laughs> so, so you say that the public sector is just, uh, it's a lot of red tape. Yeah, and it's a bureaucratic, bureaucratic, you know. It is, and I also think as soon as you get into entrepreneurship, you actually realize how South Africa is a very small place um, when it comes to investors because everyone knows Correct. each other and Correct. people talk and you Correct. know. So when once you start to engage with that type of intellect and that conversation, it's it's inspiring in itself because you're learning from the guys what they've done, how they've made success of their own journeys, and then they're able to mentor you on the back on the back of that. So even the guys that didn't give us the funding till today we're in constant communication about what can be done Word of mouth. It's all, it, it, it's entrepreneurship is about relationships that's it that's it so well, who's your mentor um terence hema um he's a director of a company a stockbroking firm mm-hmm. and yeah he's been very close and even at investex even kosov's been inspiring he's really when i remember when i had the conversation with him when i was still at investec and he said to me Listen, go for it. You know, there wasn't a reluctance of mm. it might be a mistake, might be difficult. He said, go for it, give it a shot. And the same thing with Terence. He said, give it a shot. But um, my partner's father as well has been really great, Peter Parfit. He has also injected a whole lot of money into the business. Mm. Um, and you can see that when they're parting with money, it's to back the individual. And now they're starting to believe that we can do it because we're starting to deliver. Um, and the income is starting and the conversation is starting and people are interested in what we're actually doing, which is, yeah. Um, I, I always say that connections can make you successful, skills can make you successful or just make your business journey a bit easier. What do you think? Yeah, skills think, or connections? I think relationships. I think relationships over money even because I think um, – Relationships create that avenue to, to ensure that your business is successful or you are even successful within a corporate job. It could be a corporate job where you, in a corporate job, I used to say to people when they came to Investec when I was still working there, I said to guys, what were you doing at Investec? I used to be a team leader in the private bank, looked after a, t- a team of about 60 people. Wow. Um, and yeah, it was, it was great. And everyone that I, chatted to you, I said, when you walk through that door, every day, don't focus too much on your job description, focus on how many relationships you can create in a day because those relationships are the ones that help you climb the corporate ladder, get guidance, and keep moving forward and so even in the business world that's the theory, I think um, too many people go and try and chase transactions versus trying and chasing relationships and guidance Mm. if you can get that, I believe the the rest will just fall into place by itself What's the biggest mistake that you've had to learn a hard lesson from with Bloom or, you know, um, just in your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, I think. When you hit that, you know, that that block wall, you know? I think it hasn't, I wouldn't call them mistakes. I would just more say that there's been tough lessons, but lessons that have obviously led to who I am today and where I am today, right. where, you know, you, you sometimes, I, I start businesses based on, 
passion and emotion. Um, I believe in the idea so much that everything else comes secondary. Um, and it's interesting. Once you start to get investors in your business, you start to now have to find a balance in someone that's looking for a return and you are looking for Executing in your vision But those two need to marry each other Because then the investor says Listen, I don't care about all this, all this Happiness yeah, this, and all the, this soft stuff the, yeah. yeah, listen, I want return And the how romance, do I get my return? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you, you go yeah. and learn and, and you find a balance in business And saying that how do we ensure that we deliver uh, For our shareholders yeah. And how do we deliver on our vision And some, and that's why when you start a business It's so important that you get the right funder I think so many people think If you just go out there, it's money is money It doesn't matter It does matter where it comes from Because that person now directs the vision of your company And where it goes And that can water down where you are thinking of going And can actually even change direction And that's the the money is the controller So you need to make sure that you have somebody That really believes in what you're doing first And then secondly, then they say Okay, well, if that is delivered I will get my return that's a and, great point And I think that's for us That's why it's worked out so well I can't believe it We're almost out of time I'm going to rush through the questions You, no see, how, you see how nice this is? <laughs> it is Couldn't you spend the yeah. whole day with me, Marianne? Um, intellectual capital is mm. vital, you say mm. Let's just water that down a bit Yeah, I think um, You know, when you Business is just like you, you know, you can get the textbook yeah, Or you can get the person that's been there, done that um, and Who do you pers- prefer? The person that's been there, done that Because yeah. he knows lessons The textbook won't speak about the failures It might just speak about the success stories And life is dynamic And uh, it's not that easy It's not, uh, you can't really script it And so somebody that's been there and done it You can always consult You can always engage with And say like, this is how I'm feeling today This is where we are We've tested the water's not working What do you think? And I think if you can walk the journey with that type of person And that's why investment it's not always money It's intellect as well So we even invited our investors We said It's either a Capital investment Or an intellectual investment And we got quite a lot of that Where people said Listen you can have my time for free um, Whenever wow. you need it Give me a shout And we'll help you guys You know Be agile For challenges You say Solve solutions Engage with your focus groups Understand the problem intimately Develop or solve real life problems. What other uh, just words of wisdom can you leave us with for um, just for the rest of the year, just to motivate the entrepreneurs or a way to start 2018 for entrepreneurs? Remember? Yeah, I think entrepreneurship. The word fear comes up a lot, um, <laughs> and I've lived with Dude, that. Dude, and it's all, absolutely. It's just about applying the right definition to fear, and that's what I believe. It's you either forget uh, everything and and run away, or you face everything and rise. And that's the two definitions of fear. And I believe I've I take the face everything and rise, and that's entrepreneurship for you. It's not easy. Um, uh, people, not everyone's going to be an entrepreneur. I do believe that quite strongly. Do you? And you have to have the right personality. Mm. It's so like, not everyone can be an entrepreneur. I don't believe that. And, yeah. and, and why I tell you that is Tell because me. I fear heights, right? Mm. Put me on a plane, ask me to skydive. I will never do it. Mm. But there's people that are great at that and they're great at skydiving. So not everybody can be a skydiver. Um, and not everybody can be an entrepreneur. And that's why you need to dig deep within yourself, know what you're putting yourself through. And be strong and back yourself Because I think the people that fail through entrepreneurship Are the ones that just couldn't do it emotionally 
not intellectually. Everyone, I, I think they're great people. I think people have great because ideas. It's, it's, and it can be soul destroying being an entrepreneur. Hey? It's very really lonely. Yo, yo, it's lonely. Yo, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. And you need to be able to, you know, pull everybody in the right direction and keep really focused and be really, really resilient. And I believe that's what is needed um, to be an entrepreneur. I think you've got such a fantastic story, and and you know. I connected with you immediately when I just uh, did my research. What would you tell your 18-year-old self about where you're at now and your entrepreneurial journey? Would you change anything? What do you say to yourself? Look in the mirror. I wouldn't change ten, anything. Ten I years think ago. For me, what's really inspired me is my mother's story. When my mother told me that she left Gianni with a crate of um, uh, tomatoes to come to Joburg to come sell those and make a living and to ensure that she looked after us. I thought, well, that's entrepreneurship. If someone can carry a crate and take a taxi and leave their whole family behind and say that these tomatoes will create success for us and my children later down the line, I thought, well, my journey doesn't sound that difficult. You know, I've never had to carry a crate and go sell it on the side of the road. So it's it. she's made it easier for me, and now I need to carry the mantle and make it easier for others. Well, that is Rumwell Mabunza, co-founder of Blue App. He says, I have a relentless obsession with the world of entrepreneurship and the dream of wanting to create opportunities for those less fortunate in SA. From the horse's mouth, it was a privilege having you right here with me in studio. Thank you so much and, and all the best with Bloom and just, you know, keep it real, my man. Keep it real. You're, mm. you're amazing. Thank you for your time. Thank you for having me here. Okay. Really appreciate it. Thanks. You have a good time. Yeah, great. <laughs> okay, so that's the first half of our show. The second half, it's so cool to be a creative, but also a business person. We've got Active Spaces, the founder and the CEO coming up next. Future CEOs on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.